it's been another week, and here we are in WVLP 103.1 FM, and this show is Porter County Buzz. I am one of the hosts, Greg Sims. We've got another host, Andy Bozak, who is, normally I make fun, he's either in the water, he's, because uh, last week he was uh, canoeing in Lake Michigan, he, he got lost out there, and then before that he was somewhere in South Carolina, he's been to Hawaii, he's been to Europe. And actually today he's in a grocery store in Chesterton. I think it's Chesterton, but uh, he'll be calling in soon and we'll get him on. But other than that, oh, the, uh, our sponsor today is the Independent Order of Oddfellows, Chequick Lodge number 56 in good old downtown Valparaiso. And um, they, uh, uh, speaking of the Oddfellows, they sponsored the, uh, the other day we had a dedication ribbon cutting for the uh, Porter County Health Department medical truck and they did uh, that they did a nice job uh, sponsoring the wrap on there so if you see this rig floating around town and you see on the rear of the vehicle or the rear sides of the vehicle you'll see three rings with the independent order of Vaughn fellows and and you know that's what they did but uh, we have another announcement here we've got a our Porter County assessor on the radio today Sue Neff Welcome, Sue. Hello. <laughs> and you are an elected official. Correct. You're, and so we can talk about uh, what it's like to campaign for that. Uh, I, I'm sure you enjoyed every second of of walking neighborhoods and putting out signs and and smiling and kissing babies and all <laughs> that fun stuff. And and then of course, what actually an assessor does, because. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that have no clue and so and and how big your staff is and how important your position is and your staff is to the county and, and we just go from there so welcome aboard and wherever you'd like to start <laughs> well thank you for having me i yeah. i do appreciate it and i i have to agree that whenever i talk with people they don't have any idea what the assessor does um, many people don't. Mm -hmm. now, now, some folks do because they've um, interacted with our, our department in the past. Um, but, but just to say, to start with um, January 1st of 2023. January 1st is always the day that, of our assessment year. So whatever is on mm. a property on January 1st, that's what's on that property for the year. Oh, like a garage or something. Who cares what? Okay. A shed or a pool. Okay. Um, if it was there on January 1st, you're going to be assessed for the whole year. Oh. If you tear it down on December 31st, um, January 1st, the, the next January, um, you let us know that it's gone and you prove it to us that it's gone. Uh -huh. We take it off and it's gone for the whole year. If you take it off in in July, you're still going to pay for the whole year. It's, <laughs> so I might as well leave it until December 31st. There you go. There you go. <laughs> So, but January 1st is, is our assessment date. Okay. So, um, the culmination of getting an assessment date or, or coming up with a January 1st value, um, we, we collect data for the whole prior year. So, so for, for 2022, we were collecting all the sales data for the, for the entire year of every property that sold in Porter County. Okay. We collect and record all that data. We make sure that it's a valid sale. Oh. Um, for instance, if it's a, um, a foreclosure, that wouldn't... That's that, not a valid sale? That would not be a valid sale oh, okay. because it's a forced sale, you know. Gotcha. So okay. So the, the prices wouldn't be uh, something we'd want to look at as a market value. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but we collect all that data and mm -hmm. we analyze that data. We do something called a ratio study. And the ratio study is really um, a study of what a home sold for compared to what we have it assessed at. And right now, homes are selling, as you all, everyone knows, the homes are selling, the prices are through the roof. Yeah. So normally, the assessed value is lower than the actual sale price, but um, there's quite a few mathematical calculations that happen that go into this. Okay. Um, that we are able to come up with a ratio or a trending factor so that we, we start from scratch each mm -hmm. year and uh, reprice a home. So for instance, um, any given home, um, if it's a one-story, it has a basement, it has, you know, this many square feet, that oh. kind of thing. Oh. oh, we have a caller here. Hang on. Oh, hang on. What do you do? <laughs> I think our co-host is calling. Yeah. 
All right, let's get him on here. Hello, this is Andy. Andy, are you uh, out of the... I, I was telling our listeners earlier, Sue was right in the middle of something, but uh, uh, we have our first caller, but... Um, I said last week you were floating on a canoe in in Lake Michigan. You've been to Europe, you've been to South America, you've been to South uh, Carolina, and now you're in a grocery store in Chesterton. And I've accomplished all of that without having a passport. Isn't that the best part? (laughs) Yeah, well, you are a government official, and you know, you have the ways of getting things done like that. I know how it works. But uh, Sue was just telling us uh, about the assessments and the values of houses and and how that calculation the ratio is and stuff so um, oh great yeah very interesting and how your house is only valued at ten thousand even though it should be at a million I it's only at ten thousand but it increased from from one thousand last year that's the biggest <laughs> problem <laughs> you're, you're giving our assessor a heart attack right now <laughs> As as with most properties, most properties uh, properties increased dramatically in these last few years. Andy, I'll give you fifteen thousand for your house right now. I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> let you make some money off of that. How's that? I like that. Do I get to keep the Christmas lights, or do they you have to go have with the Christmas lights? I'll box them up for you. <laughs> Those might be worth more than the house. So, <laughs> Sue, every year. Um, Andy has a he decorates his house in some massive Christmas light display, and then they uh, they have the Grinch and they have Santa Claus come by, and they donate all their money to the caring place. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So yep. that's kind of cool. Yep. And so we, it's very rare that we have a show that doesn't mention somehow Christmas lights in the screen. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, Sue, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the guest. Yeah, we do have a guest here, yes. <laughs> Extraordinaire. <laughs> okay, well, I think I left off. We were talking about the ratio study and the, the difference between the assessed value and sale prices. And uh, we do mathematical calculations. We look at um, different homes. We look at different neighborhoods. Oh. And, um, and that's how we come up with our, our trending factors. And that's how we're able to... Um, they come up with new assessed values. So again, January okay. 1st is a new assessed value for each year. So what do you do when you've got a neighborhood where it's established and maybe the houses are relatively small and worth maybe 150000 on average, and then literally right behind them, a cornfield went down and built $300,000 houses. Does that affect the 150,000 houses? Does that bring them up at all, or does it not change anything? Or it, we would still compare that smaller, the smaller homes with mm-hmm. other neighborhoods that have smaller homes. Okay. Um, we would never compare them, you know, apples and oranges. We try to compare them to other neighborhoods that are similar in similar in size, uh, homes that are similar in size, homes that are um, similar in the years built. Oh, okay. And uh, hopefully similar in the style of the home, ranch, two-story. Does construction matter, like brick houses versus uh, wood frame? or? It, it definitely does. It does? When it comes to assessing the home because um, we have something from the, um, we are governed by the Department of Local Government Finance, which is the DLGF. And the DLGF puts all of our parameters together that we have to follow. Oh. They also put together something called a cost ladder. So when I start, um, say there's a new construction home, um, I'm going to tell my software, I'm going to tell it how, if does it have a basement? Is it on a slab? Is it on a crawl? And I'm going to tell it how many square feet it is. I'm going to tell it if it's a um, it's brick construction or, mm-hmm. or, or stick construction. Um, we put all these parameters in, and our software, um, which is used by many counties in the state of Indiana, um, our software is building a price for that. Oh. So um, all those different okay. factors play into it. If, if, um, if it's brick um, and it's, it's a really high-end home, mm-hmm. there's different grades um, oh. all the way from you know, AAA down to, to D. Wow. Um, and then there's conditions from average down to poor, very poor, um, of how a home is. And each one of those factors play into the, the uh, price of the home. Okay, now Andy's house, he has an outhouse. He doesn't have indoor plumbing. Does, yeah. does there account for that? Does there a, an index for, 
for an outhouse with a half crescent or a crescent moon on there? There you go. Um, <laughs> well, everyone, every home is given five, we call it five free fixtures. So the fixtures are one, one full bathroom would have a, a commode, a sink and a, a tub or shower, and then you get a water heater and a, um, my mind's going black, a kitchen sink. So those mm -hmm. are your five free fixtures. Now, as soon as you start, if you don't have those, we're going to take away some of those fixtures. You're going to pay for them anyway because they're part of the base. Gotcha. Right? They should be in every home, so to speak. Exactly. Okay. So everyone gets those five free fixtures. Once you, now let's say you have a second bathroom that's a full bathroom, mm -hmm. and we call a full bathroom would have three fixtures. So even if you don't, if you have just a, a half bath, which is a commode and a sink, that's just two fixtures, that's a half bath. But if you, even if you just have a shower in there and there's not a tub, that's still a third fixture, we consider that a full bath. Oh, okay. Then let's okay. say you have, um, let's say you have a counter that has two sinks in there, mm -hmm. right? That's very common. Um, that's an extra fixture, so we add on to that. So for every extra fixture over those five, mm -hmm. um, we're gonna add an $800 assessment to the home. So if somebody is out there and saying, I want to remodel my bathroom, and, and the remodel is maybe putting another sink in there and it costs them 100 bucks, they're going to be charged 800 in assessment value. But will that increase the value of the, like when they sell their home, does that make that house worth more money? Realtors will tell you yes. Okay. So it's worth, it's worth doing some work. It is. Okay. Now me, personally, I redid a bathroom that had two sinks, mm -hmm. and I took one out. I oh. did not want two sinks. I rearranged that bathroom. I said, I just want one sink, but I want a vanity. I want to be able to sit down and and um, do my makeup. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's that's how I chose to put that bathroom together. So I took one out. But other people um, love, especially in a master bath, they love mm. those two sinks so that two people can be in there at the same time. And, and the one thing, so, too, I've been... Oh, go ahead, Andy. No, I was going to ask. So if you take one out, I, I assume... I, I don't remember ever filling out how many sinks were on the, the paperwork when it's questioned when you guys are doing the assessment. Is that one of the questions? So then the next year, you know to take one of those sinks off? Well, what should happen when you're doing a remodel, you should probably have a uh, building permit. The building uh -huh. permit is going to tell you what you're doing. Now, um, if you didn't do a building permit and you just did the work inside your, your home without, you know, on your own, um, then you would need to tell us. You would what we would require is some pictures. We want to see that you okay. removed that sink. Okay. Um, just like when people tell me I took my shed down, I said, "Well, we want to see some pictures." Now, one thing that we do uh, in the assessor's office on a yearly basis, we do a reassessment. So over a four-year cycle, every home, um, every property in Porter County. We physically go out to that property once every four years. So um, we, if we visit your home and knock on your door and you answer, you can say, hey, oh, I, I remodeled my bathroom. I took that sink out or mm -hmm. I, I got rid of a shed. Or, um, so it can happen that way. But if you're not home, we leave something on your door called a door hanger. Oh, and uh, this year it's a it's a bright green. Yeah, it yellow is. Green. It is bright. <laughs> and uh, we'll hang this on your door because what we yeah. do when we show up at your home for reassessment, we will knock on the door, and if you answer, then we have a a list of questions that we're going to ask you about. How many bedrooms do you have? How mm -hmm. many bathrooms do you have? Is your basement finished? Um, those kind of questions. But if you're not home, we're going to leave you this door hanger, and then you're able to fill it in. And again, how many bedrooms? How many bathrooms? Do you have extra fixtures such as a laundry tub, a double sink, a bar sink? Oh, okay. Do you have a fireplace? What kind of fireplace? Yeah. Um, it goes all the way through these different things, but we leave that for you so that you know that we were at your property. Mm -hmm. And um, if you don't answer the door, uh, we will walk around the property and uh, just take a few quick pictures um, that that we can use as reference, mm -hmm. and those upload into our software. And and these people that do that is, is this uh, these college kids? These are your staff. These are who are these people? <laughs> well, um, I I have a we our our office is a staff of twenty people. Mm -hmm. We have um, it's actually with myself. It's twenty people. We have three directors. One 
is a commercial uh, real estate director, residential real estate director, and appeals director. Oh, so someone who okay. actually really just works with appeals, although she does more than that. <laughs> She's still got that title. Um, and then we have uh, full-time staff, and we have two part-time staff that are field personnel. Mm -hmm. And we have two, we have three full-time staff that are uh, field personnel. Mm -hmm. So they're going out and they're looking at the homes. But in the summertime, we hire additional staff to go out and do this reassessment. Okay. Um, so we hire college kids, um, most mostly college, college kids. They're home for the summer. They want a little job and... Okay. And, and they'll, they'll work for that pay that Greg's setting so low. <laughs> Twenty-five dollars an hour is not so low. Or I think it's fifty. Hey, up to, up to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a taxing it's a taxing job because they're yeah. out there in the weather. They're yeah. walking around in the heat. Yeah. And um, they're going. And there's people that are mad. There's people that are mad when you come to their door. I've heard horror stories of people that don't want to answer the door. One big brother looking down their into their neck, and yeah. sometimes I'm sure they have to deal with that as well. That's very true. That's very true. But they have nice neon, like, orange shirts. They nice do. bright shirts. Actually, a couple of the a couple, I was surprised. A couple of the guys had selected. We had pink ones out there, and I said, you know, I can always I I respect a man that can wear a pink shirt. Sue, could you respect a person that drives a black car with a pink stripe on the side? <laughs> maybe a big suburban? Maybe somebody who's on the other end of this uh, this microphone? I, I, I respect anyone that can rock pink. <laughs> I'm not See, sure Greg, someone likes it. me. <laughs> He's got a black car with a pink stripe on it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So, um, so do you, people that I mean, do you always have full like um, this part-time job for this? Because that's coming up soon, right? I mean, these, we, these... we had a group that started on Monday. Oh wow! Already? Already? Wow! Mm -hmm. And okay. then we've got uh, some more that'll be starting um, next week, and then a few more the following week. It just wow. depends when they're available. I had okay. actually sent a, a memo out to all the superintendents. At Porter County Schools, uh -huh. and mentioned to them if they had staff that has the summers off, um, and they, they their folks wanted to work. Wow, we could have some yeah. positions available for them. Did you get any? And we did. Teachers? Okay, we did. Good. So it's it's nice to have. I think that we filled all of our uh, part time positions for now, mm -hmm. but we are always open um, to looking at people that that want to work. Yeah, that's cool. That's it's nice that you got people that want to step up right and 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 help with this and like you had said it, you're walking proper it's hot outside you know and and you're you're dealing with sometimes some people that aren't the friendliest i imagine it's a great county so there's probably a lot more people that are friendly minded than not but still you're running to a clunker once in a while you, you, know. you definitely do yeah you do. especially up in chesterton where andy is oh burns harbor Burns Harbor. Oh yeah, the house we're cranky the, up here. The black car with the pink stripes. Well, <laughs> as you mentioned, our our field staff wear um, brightly colored T-shirts that say assessor on them, so it identifies them. They also all carry a badge, okay. an ID badge, and on the back of that badge, we keep the IC code that says that every every encounter in the uh, every assessor in the state of Indiana has the um, right to to enter a property oh. and to review it because that is the law. Wow. But if someone tells us, hey, you kid, get off my grass, yeah. they leave. Oh, okay. They leave. Because something else that we do um, at the assessor's office that we pay for on a yearly basis is a flyover. Uh, we use a software company called Pictometry Eagle View, mm -hmm. and the, um, a plane will fly over all of Porter County. They fly at a certain rate, and they share the software with us that we can we can see all of Porter County from above. So, so kind of like Google Earth. It's it's kind of like Google Earth with, with a, a plane, few more, yeah. few wow. more amenities that we, we can. I can actually measure your home from the sky. Wow. Well, you know what, if, if Andy was a little bit more pleasant with some funds, you know, maybe he would get a satellite dedicated to you guys, and you could just put a satellite overview of Porter County. Oh, wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> yeah, that's what, what we want, Andy? Greg, is being watched 24-7. I'm sure our, our people would love that. Oh, come on, George Orwell does not consider this, you know, Big Brother is not watching like that. It's only for assessment purposes, only for good. 
<laughs> wow. Well, that's, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> could, could you, I mean, this sounds kind of weird maybe, but could you do the same thing with a drone? Like instead of this, this airplane flying over or is that the drone not go high enough or? You know, I, I don't know enough about drones to say that. I don't know this is technology that we're using. Mm -hmm. uh, that airplane has to fly at a certain level. It has to uh, obviously do the entire county. Yeah. So um, it's it's really quite a process wow. to, to make that happen. That's kind of cool. Do a lot of counties, or is that a normal practice for, like, so somebody's job is to, to be in an airline and uh, fly over and it, get that? It definitely is. It definitely is. Um, like I say, we we hire those folks to um, to uh, make that plan, and, yeah. and uh, we we it's very precise as to when we get that done. I got a little oh. I got a little testy here because uh, <laughs> we were supposed to have it done mid March, and by the end of March um, it hadn't happened. Well, obviously weather plays into it, and okay. there's a lot of different factors that play into it. Big winds, they're oh. they're not going up there during that. Um, but I actually sent a picture of a tree outside of our office that was budding up, and I said, "These buds are going to open really quick. Oh, Once those buds open, the the you can't see as well. You're not going to be able to see so many different things. But on the on the flip side, if they do it too early and there's snow on the ground, that plays into effect as well. So um, wow, it's, it's it's a small window to get exactly what yeah. you want." I believe this year we got exactly what we want. It was a great flyover. Awesome. Now, how long does that take? Like if they say, okay, I'm starting Monday morning at 8 o'clock. How long does it take, provided the conditions are good? A, a two days, three days? Is it a, like, you know, just you a know, few hours? I, no. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure how long they do it. Okay. Um, I know that I bug them and bug them and bug them. <laughs> and, then, and, they, they, and then they pat my hand and say, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And then all of a sudden they say, okay, it's a day. I'm going to say it's, it's a week or maybe a week and a half oh, to okay. get it all. Wow. Because, it, again, it has to be at the right time of day. Yeah. It has to be okay, right? Yeah, and it has to be the right temperatures, the, or not the temperatures, but the right, the um, right, you know, time of the year, mm -hmm. and, and all those things play into it. So as long as they get it done and get that get the downloads to us, yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fascinating. I uh, I wasn't. Andy, were you aware that that happens? I didn't know they were using the airplanes. I know I know they had in the past. I didn't realize that was an every year thing. So that's that is very interesting. So there's really there's not much that you guys don't know about a property. Then I mean you have access to a whole bunch of opportunities to make sure the assessments are correct Cor and appropriate. You are correct. Yeah, so even yeah. if someone tells us that they want us to leave their property. We, we will definitely walk away. We'll not argue with them. We, mm -hmm. we tell our people, don't argue, just just walk away, because then we're going to look at it with our, our flyover. So yeah. we're going to be able to look in that backyard. We're going to mm -hmm. be able to see. Um, and the nice thing about doing it each year is that we can see a progression if something has changed. Okay, so, yeah, so you, you use the year before's data, see, and then current, and wow, there's no different. Oh, hi, where'd that shed come from? Or, right. or that pool, or, or do pools get, uh, does that increase the value of a home, a pool? It does. Okay, does it matter if it's above ground or in ground? It does, they have different cost ladders. Oh, okay. So my little uh, my little doggy pool doesn't cost me anything. No, that one, that the blow up pool we're not going to get. Okay. We also don't do the the PVC that you can put oh. up and take down kind of pool. We don't assess that. What about a hot tub? Um, well, it would depend. Is it is it independent? Is it sitting out on a deck? It's probably not going to get assessed. Oh, but okay. But if it's inside your home, then it, it would get assessed. Really? The same tub inside is assessed differently than the same tub that might be outside? It's because it becomes a fixture. Oh! It becomes a fixture in a home. Okay, that makes That's, a lot of yeah, sense. Hot tubs okay. are, are interesting. Either. Yeah. Um, so, like I got a question. Speaking... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. So, speaking of those kind of things, what about sheds? I mean, um, you know, you've got these sheds that are permanent. You've got these sheds that are movable. You've got these plastic storage box stuff like that. What? How does that? Which one's taxed? Which one's not? Um, how do you guys know? The she well, sheds are taxed double. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> they were taxed double when we had a male assessor, <laughs> but now that we have a female assessor. 
All, all, sheds are all, um, we, we look at the size of the shed and, um, and the, the structure it's made of. If it's a plastic, like a Rubbermaid plastic shed, mm -hmm. we are not assessing those. Oh, okay. And the reason is because the state of Indiana does not have that on their cost ladder. They do not have that as a choice. So a plastic shed does not get assessed. But um, other sheds are, we're going to look at the size. Okay. Um, some of the things we don't assess is landscaping. Oh. We do not assess driveways. No, really? No, we do not assess um, sidewalks. So, like, if you have a sidewalk from the front of your home around to the back, yeah. If it just leads to a patio, we're gonna we're gonna call that a sidewalk, and we're gonna stop that sidewalk at your patio. But okay. we are going to assess your patio. So like the cheapest patio would be a concrete slab, uh -huh. and then then a wood deck, and then. Okay. Um, if you had a, a wait, concrete costs way more than wood. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go. Driveway intrigues me. I was always under the impression that a cement driveway would cost more than an asphalt driveway. But now you're saying neither one is gonna. Wow, I wonder why that perception has been out there. Now, now, if you have, uh, we have people that had a, a garage mm -hmm. and they tore the garage down, but they left the concrete slab. Yeah. It went from being a foundation for a garage to a patio because they're putting tables and chairs <laughs> on there. So we, so we is got that rid of that. Um, no, it's it's a concrete patio. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But they think, oh, well, we took the shed down. Yeah. Yeah, but you put furniture on it. <laughs> and now it's a patio. So what so, if they didn't have furniture there and they didn't have a patio or a, a fire pit, would that still count as a, uh, or is that just a... You know, I guess it, it um We'd have to we'd have to see we'd have okay. to see how that would be a discussion. It. it would be a discussion. And in all create, I mean, in all honesty, too, how much more would it be like on their the, the like taxes, like five bucks, six yeah, bucks, I mean, or, yeah. So it's really negligible, anyways. It, quite it honestly, is. when you think about okay, yeah, when you think about a yeah. you know, one percent of of the value, yeah, yeah it, it is negligible. Wow, um, that's so fascinating. I'd like to tell people things we don't assess. <laughs> Okay, now, now Andy has a teepee in his backyard, and it's about 20 feet tall, and it's about eight, no, it's about 16 feet, isn't it, round? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't think the, the DLGF has a cost ladder for teepees. For teepees? Okay. Now we're going to see a lot of teepees pop up in Porter County. And we're going to say, I wonder why that happened. Oh, they listened to the radio show. Courtesy of Andy. <laughs> Andy's teepees. <laughs> He's got to make money to put his kids through college somehow. He's got eight kids. Eight right, kids. right. Feels, I do not have eight kids, but it feels like. And they it. all graduated from uh, pre-kindergarten yesterday. <laughs> Today. <laughs> so Sue, I, I know there's been a lot of people talking about uh, increased taxes this year, or at least uh, not increased taxes. Well, yeah, increased taxes based on the assessed value. What happened? Does it have to do with the mill? Why did Burns Harbor? Some of my neighbors are seeing four or five hundred I mean some people are a couple you know even more than that a dollars of increase on their tax but what what happened to cause that well to be fair I'm not the person to speak about tax rates that's not okay. what the assessor's office does the assessment obviously is a cog in the um, in the formula right A yeah. times B equals C so your A is your assessment B is your tax rate C is the revenue derived so um, I'm the A. I'm the, the assessment. Yeah, that's not a fair question for you. I'm sorry. I, you, you're right. Well, well, no, but Andy, I mean, honestly, it's a, it's a fair question because people are question that, you know, so now we'll get the right answer that don't blame our assessor because it, it's not their thing. I mean, it's not. It's well, not what I yeah, yeah, Exactly. Yeah. The, I, I don't really have any, um, I, don't, I don't play into that part of the formula at all. The, that formula is from the auditor. And um, it's the auditor working with the different taxing uh, units. So, um, you know, your, your schools and libraries and uh, cities and towns, obviously. Um, all, the, all the different, but the, the special taxing unit, would, which would be the airport. Mm -hmm. um, all the different folks that play into your, ta your full tax rate. And I'm always, I have a, I have a little uh, cheat book here that I keep. <laughs> Um, it's pretty big. Number one. <laughs> number one. What is it? Two inches? Yeah, two inches back. But it's purple. It is purple, not pink, Andy. It's purple. <laughs> That's Greg's color. <laughs> yeah. 
But some of the things I keep in this book, and one of the things that I always keep, especially lately, because our assessments have been skyrocketing, one of the things that I can show you is all the different taxing districts we have in Porter County and the tax rates from um, this one I have in front of me is, is 23 and 22, and it shows the difference in the tax rates. But because our assessments have been going up, our rates, for the most part, have been able to come down. And that's happened for the last three years for the most part. There's mm -hmm. always an anomaly where, you know, um, perhaps you've got a, a town that's um, maybe a... Um, a referendum for schools. A referendum went through, mm -hmm. or they they have a big plan for a new sports complex or something. Right. Um, that that they've usually met with all the the people are given the townspeople mm -hmm. an opportunity to talk about it. Right. But that might be a reason that it goes up. But for the most what part, about what about the value of the mill? Like the the value of the mill. I heard it had sold a few years ago, or maybe a year ago. And when they did that, they sold for a lot less than it was assessed at. So I assume that brings their assessed value down. Does that affect us in Burns Harbor? Is that why we're seeing a higher tax rate, or is it not a question for you? And I'm I'm sorry if it's not. It it well. Um, here's another thing about the mills that that is interesting to believe, uh, interesting to know, is that um, your local assessor does not assess the mills. Oh. That is done by the Department of Local Government Finance. Indianapolis is, is doing all the mills. We do not mm -hmm. assess mills. So huh. um, the, the fact that Burns Harbor sold and it sold for less than it was, um, that is going to play into um, the, the, the assessment. And um, honestly, you have, to look at, you have to look at the big picture. You know, the, the big uh -huh. picture is um, we need to know what the gross assessed value of a community is in order to set a tax rate. And, and if one's going down, something else has to come up, you know. So I always say when people, yes, okay. people want me to, to, to lower their assessment, and I say, well, I have to be fair and equitable. And they say, well, let me tell you what would be fair for me. And yeah, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> Make it to cheaper. I've got to buy my McDonald's. Come on. <laughs> but I have to be fair to everyone because if your assessment goes down, I won't tell. <laughs> Sue, I won't tell I anybody. That. I hear that a lot. Come on. I thought we were buddies. I voted for you. Come on, Sue. I, oh, dang it. Sue, I thought we were buddies. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Sometimes that's correct. <laughs> hey, no, no, the, the mill, that's fascinating. Besides the mill, is there anything else in our community that you don't deal with because somebody else says this is our, you know, thing? No, no, no the, mills the mills are really the, wow. the only thing. We do all other commercial and, and uh, industrial properties, but um, somehow a while back, quite a while back, mm -hmm. if the um, mills choose, which they all do, um, they send a letter and say we would like the state to assess us do they, so they do that because they think the state's going to assess them less than what the county might <coughs> excuse me um I, I can't tell you exactly why i don't okay. know all the history behind that wow um but it, it was a surprise to me to find out that that we we don't we do not assess those at all matter of fact we're not even allowed to um to enter that into our software the state oh. does that Wow. We can see it, yeah. but we, we are not allowed to enter into that. That's that's something that's handled by the state. That's amazing. That's uh, But, I mean, you assess, like, the Walmarts and all the other businesses, and okay. Yes, we do. Wow. The mills have a lot of power, and that's how they got that done. <laughs> and I know be. that from being on the Burns Harbor Town Council of, of all the headaches and stuff, even trying to get in there to inspect. Um, our We have a container ordinance in town. It's very hard for us to get in there to inspect and see what they have. Oh, so yeah, it's, they've got a lot of power. <laughs> but that's but but it's good. It, this is good information for people to know because again, I had no clue. You know, I mean, who we would just assume that you guys would do everything. It's it's in it's on our real estate, so you got it. But here's an example of no. And but our airport, you you assess our airport and all that stuff as well. We we do. Mm -hmm. um, I mean the. There, there are many exempt properties mm -hmm. in, in Porter County. Your schools, all of your schools will oh. be exempt. Okay. Because why would a taxing entity it, it, impose a levy on a tax entity? Just, yeah, right. or whatever, it's nonprofit. It just doesn't How make about sense. churches and nonprofits? Do those get taxed? Um, those don't get taxed, but do they get assessed? They, they, are, they are usually exempt. Okay. Most churches are usually exempt. But if it goes for sale, then do you, I mean, if it goes from a church to a 
I don't know, I buy this church to put a store and now it gets, now it's on your scrolls. Well, once again, we yeah. we see every sale. Every yeah. sale in the whole county crosses our desk. And that's what we're looking at. We're looking at if it was an exempt property, did it change hands? And does the, okay. new, does the new entity qualify for an exemption if they don't retain it? Okay, just like if somebody bought a commercial building and turned it into a church, now that flips in the other direction. Okay. They would have to apply yeah. and request okay. and prove to us that they are in fact a real church and mm -hmm. and you know that they're working for the better good and that kind of thing. So, oh. um, but that's all through an application process mm -hmm. that again the Department of Local Government Finance um, oversees. <laughs> so what else? And I know is, for oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say I know for years there's been and it's solved now, but there was battles back and forth between the assessor, the assessor's office, and the hospital after it's sold, the value of the hospital. Is that going to be something that comes up again? That's going to be a problem? Or is that uh, not up for assessment for a while? Or how's that work? Well, it's obviously up for assessment every year because we reassess everything on a yearly basis. Um, okay. My commercial, uh, my commercial director of real estate uh, is someone that could really speak a little better on that. My experience, okay. I've been in the assessor's office for over five years now, but my experience has mostly been in residential. Mm -hmm. So when those kind of questions come up, I make a beeline over to Mary, Mary <laughs> and say, Mary, help me out, school me on this, because yeah. I'm not going to speak out of, out of school uh, <laughs> if I don't know the answer. Yeah. Sure. you but, got great people working there. There's there's no doubt about it. Yes, we have it's an awesome. awesome staff. Yeah. Awesome staff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that is so cool. So is there anything else that's kind of exempt or, or any kind of a weird thing like? Well, other exemptions that might be out there could be um, uh, Shirley Hines. Have you heard of Shirley yes. Hines? The so land trust. The mm -hmm. land trust. So they're out there preserving that nature, right? Mm -hmm. um, so they're usually exempt. So if they buy or they're donated other properties, the, those fall into an exempt oh. um, status. Um, but um, trying to think, uh, the Boys and Girls Club um, would be exempt, and because um, those are nonprofits, so basically nonprofits, right? For the most part, yeah, correct, yeah, yeah. Wow. And of course, there's a whole litany of, of uh, qualifications that they have to meet in order to be mm -hmm. um, exempt. So when Andy says he's making no money, he's nonprofit. Uh, that doesn't really count, does no, it? No, it does not. Sorry, it's Andy, you lose out on that one as well. But his house is only worth a thousand dollars. I can't win them all, and all eight of all eight of my kids are in this thousand dollar house. That's right. <laughs> they might be living in a shoe soon, you know, or a black <laughs> suburban with pink stripes on it. But it'll be decorated with lights. I'll put that on there. <laughs> so one of the other things with reassessment, I said, so so every four years we assess the entire county. So in one one year. Um, we're looking at 25% of industrial, commercial, residential, and uh, ag land. So, oh. so in one year, we, we, we break it into those four so that we're looking at 25% of the county and 25% of each of those um, different categories. And then on every four years, we do something called a land order. We look at all the land in Porter County that's sold, mm -hmm. um, vacant and non-vacant, and we look at um, reassessing that. We do not assess that every year. We do that every four years. Oh, okay. And uh, once we do that land order, then um, it has to be approved by our property tax assessment board of appeals, also known as PBOA, and then um, the state of Indiana approves that as well. And, and and you mentioned the PETA BOA. That's a, a board that uh, it's an appointed board by various entities. That's the best acronym, by the way. PETA BOA is one of the most fun ones to say. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead and say it. PETA BOA. <laughs> See, Andy loves acronyms, uh, especially when the one okay. facility comes out. So our, I, I didn't understand Peter, that whole conversation. Andy, tell us what Peter Bow is. Property tax. I don't know. I didn't made that up. Well, it's a property. I just know tax what they do. Board of Appeals. Oh, I was I was close. Yeah, property tax assessment board of appeals, and that's a three-member board here in in. I can be three or five members, but we have a three-member board in Porter County, and that group is it's, They're appointed. Uh, two are appointed by the commissioners, and one is appointed by the council. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, 
those that three-member board is responsible for, for anyone who files an appeal, and, and someone can appeal their property if they don't feel that they're being assessed properly. And normally what would happen is the assessor's office has a staff of people that work on appeals, and they would try to work it out with you. When we do a mass appraisal system, um, it, it, it's fair to say that in mass appraisal, you're going to have, um, because it's such a big picture kind of thing, you're going to have maybe a third of the people that are just a tad low. You're going to have a third of the people okay. that are right on. You're going to have a third of the people that might be a little high, just a little high. So when someone files an appeal, we're looking more specifically at that house individually. So we're going to try and compare that house. If it's a two-story in uh, the Chesterton School District, <clears throat> we're going to try and compare it to other two stories in the Chesterton School mm -hmm. District that are in a similar neighborhood okay. with a similar age home mm -hmm. and a similar grade. Yeah, remember I told you about the grade. Yeah. Um, but if we, if, and then we're going to look at that more specifically and, and look at comparables and say, okay, well, this is what your home really should be. So we may be able to lower them. Okay. Because obviously the people who know they're low, they don't, they don't appeal. They're not going to say anything. Say anything. <laughs> and most of the people who are right on go, yeah, that's, that's probably I accept right. It. It's okay. Mm -hmm. So it's only the people that are a little bit high. Um, that are really going to come and talk to us. So if we can't work it out with them, then they have the right to go before Peter Boa for a hearing. Okay. And then what happens is we're going to, when, when we work with them, we're going to put together all these comps and say, here's what we believe your home is worth. Let's say it, it's assessed at 200000 and And we look at all those comps and say, well, we think your home is worth one ninety. Mm -hmm. We would we will give you the one ninety. We will recommend that value to Peter Boa because either way Peter Boa has to approve it. Okay. So we would recommend that value to Peter Boa, but if you said, No, my house is only worth one fifty mm -hmm. so you want to go before the Peter Boa, so what's gonna happen is we're gonna present the evidence that we have that says it should be one ninety. And uh, you're you're going to be expected to bring your evidence to present before the Peter Boa to back up that number you think it's 150. Yeah. And it could very well be something similar, something like um, you you only think your home is worth 150 because perhaps you have a failing foundation, mm -hmm. perhaps you have water damage in a certain area. Um, different things but you need to present that evidence to show the board why you feel your home is not worth what we're okay. saying it's worth now does it ever happen where somebody comes in and says my assessed value is two hundred thousand and that's wrong and you go oh actually it's 210 does i mean do you ever once that process start does it ever elevate beyond what I, I've seen Peter Boa raise the assessment two times. Oh, my God. So really backfire. Wow. That's awesome. It, it can. <laughs> I mean, it can, but more often than not, um, they're just going to leave it where it is. Gotcha. Okay. Unless there's really overwhelming evidence and they say, you know, because sometimes when people appeal yeah. and we really start looking at something, we might find out that um, we don't have their basement as finished. Gotcha. And if we're going to add finish to the basement, that's quite a bit because that's a lot of living space. I gotcha. That we could okay. add, you know, wow. to the to the home. Um, but but sometimes that that can happen. <laughs> it's very rare. It's very okay. rare. But yeah. we are honest with the taxpayers. If they're going to go before Peter Boa, it is something that could happen. I had a gal the other day that. that uh, was working with one of our assessors, and uh, and she demanded to speak with me. I want mm. to speak with the boss. Yeah. Let me speak with her, and she said, she's threatening me. Oh. And I said, what do you mean threatening you? Yeah. Well, she said that they, if, if I go before Peter Boa, they could raise my assessment. Oh. <laughs> I said, she's not threatening you. She's she's informing you. Right. She, you need to know. So how, how is it a threat? Happen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, and, but, yeah. but, but, but. You know, we do our very best yeah. to, to make people knowledgeable of what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, but it, it, like I say, it doesn't happen very often, but it can happen. I would imagine more often than not, you guys work it out, right? I mean, it's that would be more common than anything. Yeah, you, you come to an agreement. And, Definitely. Yeah. Because once we I've appealed a few times and had to go through that, yeah. And I've actually had uh, a previous assessment or not assessment um an appraisal done on my home because i was refinancing at the time and we went back and forth and we, we agreed on a number and it was an interesting process and then actually i talked to john snyder after the process was done he's like you put a lot of work into that i was like yeah he's like you realize you only got maybe ten dollars knocked off your bill a year <laughs> i was like oh 
Well, that's a cup that of coffee at Starbucks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah. The assessed value went down, but my property tax bill only went down a tad. I was like, well, that was a waste of time. Well, people have to realize that that uh, the assessment, even though your assessment may even go up fifty thousand dollars. It's not yeah. obviously fifty thousand dollars in taxes. It's right. a you know, small percentage the of that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't think of that, and I learned. You know, I learned a lot. Then, um, so I have a question. When you're talking about finishing basement, what what can what makes something a finished basement? I mean, you have carpet and walls put in. I mean, because I've been in a lot of basements that are unfinished with rough walls, but are pretty finished. <laughs> well, um, there's different levels of a finished basement. Oh. Oh, okay. There there could be something we call a full finish. A full finish would be um, when if, if I went downstairs and looked around, it would look just like the upstairs. Oh. I'm saying drywall ceilings, mm-hmm. drywall room partitions. Oh wow. Um, floor finish, wall mm-hmm. finish. Um, but then if if it if it's not a complete full finish, we call it a rec room. And it can be a rec one, two, three, or four. A rec four would be um, very close to a full finish, mm-hmm. right? Um, but like a rec one, maybe maybe you have carpet on the floor and you have maybe some paneling, you know, to create a, a TV room or something mm-hmm. down there. Um, but but it's variations from that. I have a in my my two inch binder here. I have all the five inch binder. But it's purple. I can, I can tell you all about it. But I, I guess we don't need to go into that depth. Um, but. Um, depending okay. on, and there's a whole uh, criteria of, of is, is this done, is this done, is this done, and then that will tell you if it's a rec one, two, three, or four, or a full finish. Wow. Okay. And, and see, and that's interesting to know, too, because I was, I just thought it's either finished or not finished. I didn't realize there was different grades of this. Well, and then just like um, maybe you have an upstairs, mm-hmm. and your upstairs may be um, a full second story. But it also may be an attic space where the where the uh, the roof line yeah. comes down, and you're not you're not getting the you're not be able to use wall to wall up there. Mm-hmm. Um, we still do the square footage from wall to wall, but the assessment is lower. The the, the rate is lower um, because we know you're not getting use of all that area. Gotcha. Wow. Now, what about somebody that takes a garage and turns it into a a room, a den, or something. Then that that gets. Does that become more of a finished? I mean, does that increase the? Does it go from going from a garage to like more of a livable space? Increase. Okay, it, it does. definitely does. Okay. It definitely does because a garage space is is assessed one way, mm-hmm. but living space is assessed another way. So it would become part of your living space okay. if we're, if we're aware of it. Okay. So when, when Andy's got cots in his garage because he's got so many kids, he doesn't know where to put them, he's not really getting taxed too much on that. Well, that's good, Andy. You came out of That's ahead. not true. You know that's not true. I can't fit anything in that garage but the Christmas lights. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that's true. <laughs> so, Sue, um, how, how do you like this? I mean, I know you've done this position for, well, you said five years, I believe, and I, I know it's not new to you. But the, the leadership role is correct. I mean, this whole new elected position. How do you like it? Are you enjoying it? It's oh, I'm I'm loving it. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I'm learning a lot. Um, what I was doing before um, was the the day to day work. I was working with all the taxpayers, talking with them. Um, I was actually the the Peter Boa administrator, so I I scheduled all the people for Peter Boa and had those conversations. Um, but now that I've I, I call it switching desks. Now that I've switched. Desk. Crossed to the dark side. Into the office. Um, there's a lot of things that um, my my directors still handle um, uh, the day to day things that they were always handling. But there's a lot of things that I'm learning about, which is the more of the big picture stuff. More of the big picture stuff. So now, when when okay, you're sitting behind your desk and you're running the pita boa, the executive of that, and and you're going, I think I'm going to run for this position. I'm going to run for assessor. What made you want to do that? Well, actually, when when John Snyder uh, let us know that he was not going to run again, mm-hmm. there were a lot of grumblings in the office from people who had been there for many, many years, and they were concerned because when a new elected official comes in, you're not sure what they're going to do. Right. They may have some ideas that um, they want to change things, they want to move things around. Um, but 
from my experience being in that office, I just felt that everything that was happening in that office was was a very smooth engine that was just purring. Yeah. And I did not want to see that change. So I first um, went to the directors that were there mm-hmm. and said, you know, we I think one of you should run. <laughs> one of you would run. We can keep yeah. this the way it is. We yeah. can keep this machine going the way it is. Um, but neither one of them wanted to step up yeah. uh, and do it. And so that's what made me, I just wanted to keep the office going the way it was. Um, I love serving people. I love working with the, with the public. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it just seemed like the right, the right time and that I would never have run against John Snyder. Mm. Uh, he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he chose not to run, it just seemed like the right time. And, and I just stepped right in there. Oh, and then did you campaigning? Did you find that, uh, was it what you thought it was going to be? Was it easier, harder? It was way harder. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, very time-consuming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last year, um, I for the, the whole year, all the way, um, you know, from from the time I chose to run to till uh, the elections, um, it was an almost an every night thing yeah. and every weekend thing. If I wasn't yeah. knocking on doors mm-hmm. um, to meet people, then I was going to events. I was trying yeah. to get my name out there. I was trying mm-hmm. to let people know who I was. Um, Kissing babies, shaking exactly. hands, throwing candy Put, at people in parades. Putting signs out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's running countywide, Greg. So, yeah. I mean, she's got a, oh, yeah, a larger a district to cover. You know, talking about signs, talking about meeting people, talking about all these events, you know, she's got to hit them all. And right. I know she was at a lot of them. I, Sue, I think you're probably at all of them, but you, you worked very hard and you earned your position that you're in. I mean, you, you, you busted your butt and I'll commend you on that. I thought it was awesome. Well, thank you. And, and I'll tell you what, it was, it was a learning process, but it was really fun mm-hmm. because I am a people person. I, I would have never guessed that, by the way. I, I don't know. <laughs> I love being around people, so it wasn't that much of a chore, to yeah. be honest. I just did, I did yeah. enjoy it. Isn't that nice? Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. Sometimes you just you come home and you're like, oh, what a long day. But you accomplished some cool things. You met some cool people. You enlightened them and uh, made a difference. Yeah. And that, that's always cool. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Especially yeah. when you're putting up signs in Hebron and having to drive all the way to Couch to put the next sign in Chesterton. <laughs> it's a big county. <laughs> it, it definitely is. And on uh, the night before election, when you're trying to get all those signs out, oh goodness, uh, we attempt. You know, we attempt to work with the other county right uh, folks, and we, mm-hmm. you know, try and get a few of us. Okay, you hit here, and you hit here. You know, yeah. but um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But I have to. I really have to uh, pat my husband on the back because um, he he. I you know I I talk to other people and they say, well, you got to talk to my sign guy or you got to talk to my media guy. Yeah, or, you got to yeah. talk to this guy. Yeah. And I look at my husband and I go, you're my sign guy. You're the you're old my media guy. <laughs> you're my finance guy. You're <laughs> hey, that's what I do for my wife too. <laughs> we all do Jack it. Jack of all trades. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. we, we cannot do it alone. We need the help. And then of course our kids play into it. I have four kids. Mm-hmm. Um, three of which are in the area. And you better believe I enlisted them to help me out. My, Ma, got, not I, again. I've got twins, and, and I grabbed one of them, and my husband grabbed one of them, and we were putting up signs. <laughs> and my son, he was he, yeah. he helped as well. So that's it was, cool. it that's was awesome. nice to have everybody involved. And, and that's it does. It brings the family together. Yeah, absolutely. That's always nice. Absolutely. Um, but, hey, this is WVLP 103.1 FM. And this is Porter County Buzz. Um, we've been, uh, this is one of your hosts, Greg Sims. The other host uh, is out of the grocery store in Chesterton. And I'm not sure he might be walking the streets now up that way <laughs> in Burns Harbor, but it's Andy Bozek. And uh, we've got our assessor extraordinaire here, Sue Neff, <laughs> and uh, enlightening us about uh, assessments and about the steel mill is not part of our assessments in Porter County. Uh, non-profit. Uh, it is part of the assessment. Oh, I'm sorry. He says she does an assessment. Yes, yes. Yeah. I stand corrected. Absolutely. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Andy was paying attention. See, I threw that in there to see if Andy was learning something. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep it once in a while. Once in a while. <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> We're going to ask you what Peter Boa is in a few seconds, too. So, uh, be ready for that one again. Hold on. I got to hit up Google. <laughs> <laughs> 
And and uh, and and we yesterday or yesterday this past week we had uh, well, new new news for the county. You guys might have seen it in the paper. Our uh, health department has a new rig running around a mobile medical clinic. So uh, some of the listeners there, if you see this white uh, mini bus, we'll call it. It's kind of like the V line style of, of bus. Uh, it's white with uh, blue and yellow letterings on it. Uh, that's our health department going around. So say hi to them. Well, and I got to throw out a shout out to that because, uh, Greg, I, I thought you mentioned it, but you were instrumental on helping getting that thing wrapped. Yep. Uh, you approached the Independent Order of Odd Fellows, who is one of our sponsor, is our sponsor, I should say. Yep. And uh, you guys did an awesome job. I was actually seeing, looking at it in some pictures. I was like, oh, you didn't put the... The logo on it, and I see it down on the uh, toolbox at the bottom. It's, it's nice on it. That's cool. Yeah, it's uh, two sides or two, uh, each side on the rear and then on the back. So yes, yeah. It was you know it's always nice when community groups can help other community things and outreach and stuff. And uh, so yeah, they were we were glad to do it, and it's the right thing to do and helping everybody and saving the taxpayers some money. You know that kind of a thing. So absolutely. So, anyways, we've got about uh, we got a few minutes left. Is there anything you'd like to shout out or add, or you're having a cool function at the assessor's office? You're you're going to give away hot dogs at noon on Friday and tell people to come early and come often. And uh, uh, no, well, that that is not happening. Sponsored by I, Andy Bogart. That is not happening. <laughs> but I do promise you that if you because um, right now we are in appeal time. I, I should I should make this point. Um, on, on April 28th, we sent out the Form 11s. Everyone should have their Form 11, which is their new 2023 assessment. Wow. And, and, and the assessment process is, is in 2022, we, we collect all the data on the sales. That gives us a 2023 assessment, which is payable in 2024. Okay. So it's a three-year process. Mm -hmm. So the, the taxes that you're paying right now are based on sales from 2021. Um, yesterday was the last day to pay your taxes for the first installment, um, but again, that that twenty payable twenty three is from twenty twenty one sales, which made your twenty twenty two assessment payable in twenty twenty three. Um, but we sent out our our form elevens on April twenty uh, eighth, and um, from the twenty eighth until June fifteenth. June fifteenth is the last day you will have to submit a uh, an appeal if you disagree with your assessment, mm -hmm. and that's June fifteenth at four thirty. So um, don't think you're going to go home late at night and and get it in at the last hour because that website's going to shut down at four thirty. That's the end of business hours for the day. Um, so if you feel like you need to talk about your assessment before mm -hmm. you file an appeal, please feel free to call our office. We have some really knowledgeable people that, mm -hmm. that can help you understand the process and give you some ideas of where you're at. Mm -hmm. if, if they can do some quick looking um, uh, to give you an idea, if they feel that your assessment is spot on, then um, the appealing may not be your best option. But they still, if they still feel the need, they can still do it, right? Definitely it's their, can. You their have, prerogative. That but, is yeah. your right. Yeah. You have the right to appeal. Yeah, yeah. And we respect that right, and we will take that appeal, and we will work with you. And then if they miss that window, they got to wait six months for it to happen again? One full year. One year. Okay. Yes. Every year. Yes. Okay. When the, once the, uh, the Form 11 goes out, uh, mm -hmm. it, if, as long as the Form 11 is mailed before May 1st, mm -hmm. then you have until June 15th to file that okay. appeal. Wow. What's well, good to know? So yeah, so once a year only, you can appeal your assessment. assessed value. Okay. You can good. appeal your assessment. You cannot appeal your taxes. Gotcha. Oh, that's good. Okay. Well, we're uh, Andy. You got anything else? I mean, I don't know how much time we have. I do have one more question, but I don't know if we got a we, minute. Uh, we got, <laughs> oh no, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You, you have Sue's number. You can always call her, you know. She's, I got to, yeah. Go by Friday and pick up a hot dog. <laughs> Dude, she's going to kill you. <laughs> People are going to show up for hot dogs. She already looking for you. with a pencil, so, you know, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Sue. We really appreciate your time, and I'm, I'm sorry for being late again. I, I apologize for, oh, for jumping right. on mid-show. I appreciate your having me on. I thought he was going to say sorry for having me in the studio with you. That's what I thought he was going to say. <laughs> I thought that's a given. 
Anyways, this is WVLP 103.1 FM, Porter County Buzz. Uh, we appreciate uh, Sue Neff coming out from the assessor's office in Porter County. And uh, we know we'll have you on again because there's a lot more questions to ask. But uh, until next time, we'll see you later. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Thank you. Okay.